Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Jeff here. Have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Let me give you a rundown. Basically, this is the easiest way to make a podcast. It has everything you need all in one place. It's what I use. It's what I recommend to everybody I talk to about starting a podcast. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms. That includes Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I did this for our Game of the Year podcast. It went very well. People responded to it very nicely. With Anchor, creators can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And that's what enables Anchor to offer all of its services totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm or find the Anchor app in your mobile phone store. You're busy. Let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast, the podcast where we decide everything in the world of video games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is Mike Minotti, whose dog and, just decided to start a book. And Penny. We got Penny's Penny too. Here. How's it Penny's going, Penny? We, everybody loves Penny. Like, let's, let's be real. Do you? I'm glad someone does. <laughs> uh, today's episode, we got news and games, but we all know why we're here. Mike Minotti, how is Disney's wokeness ruining art? <laughs> It's just the worst. Uh, they've never changed a ride before, ever. Not at any point during the history of the park. So everyone is very mad, rightfully. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's just, it's insane. Uh, but yeah, literally, one of all Disney's most famous quotes was that Disneyland will always be changing. And every time they change something, people lose their minds. Uh, and it, it, it always is like something different, like the reasons why they're changing something. Sometimes it's just like they're greedy. Sometimes they don't care about their past. And right now, the popular thing is wokeness. So it's they're changing it because they're woke. And they always do it probably because they're just like thinking about the future is kind of what it seems like to me. Sure. I mean, this the new one now is Jungle Cruise, which is a ride that has been changed several times, <laughs> like in the past already. Anyways, now, the funniest one is Pirates of the Caribbean, because a lot of people are mad when they got rid of the scene. Where they literally like have like they're like they raid it and pillage a town and they tie up the women and they're like doing an auction for them to, you know, sell them <laughs> as sex slaves. Basically, right? And it's like, <laughs> yes, and they're all like crying. And the joke is like, oh, the pirates only like the hot redhead one. Uh-huh. Not the fat one is going to be uh-huh. sold into slavery. <laughs> and they so. changed that. That is that sounds like wokeness run amok, Mike. Yeah, that's just awful. that's awful. Terrible. Uh- 
Um, if you, if you, Mike, he'll plug his podcast at the end, but Disney, 90s Disney podcast. I think you've talked about some rides they've changed in the past, and I always found it very insightful. So check that out if you actually care about mm. this stuff. Uh, uh, we're going to get into all of our stuff. We got a lot of news, uh, a lot of stuff that's kind of related. So we're not going to go like too deep on every single topic. There's like 15 bullet points here. Uh, but first, thank you for joining us. You can get more from Mike and me at gamesbeat.com. If you have something to share with us, email us at gamespluspodcast.com. That's the plus sign. Or get us on uh, Twitter at GamesBeat. Thank you to Carlos Ayn, who is Insane in the Rain Music on YouTube for the use of our theme song. If you are listening to this on the website Player Widget, you can subscribe to this podcast as an audio podcast on a- Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Uh, and if you like the show, wherever you're listening, rate us. It really helps people find the show. And if you're listening right now on YouTube, give us that thumbs up. Those thumbs up help a lot when we're live to like help people know that we are live. It puts us in the algorithm or whatever. Give us that thumbs up. It really helps out. Uh, join the Discord. The link is in the description on both the podcast and the YouTube uh, YouTube channel. If, if you like somehow you are too lazy to swipe over on your podcast, you're following me on Twitter. You can also find it in my bio there. Uh, and then once you're there, you can find a link to the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Jeff Grubb, which gets you access to secret channels inside that Discord. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's cool. Come hang out with us. It's a lot of fun. All right. Um, Mike, I got a lot of news. And I'm wondering, like, th- this is more than we normally have. But like I said, these things are most of them related. We, we have like a block of Sony stories, a block of Microsoft stories. Uh, uh, we have Knuckles on the set of Sonic 2. Uh, but I wanted to start with you with the great Ace Attorney game is coming, huh? How are you <laughs> feeling? You doubted it. You didn't think it was going to happen. Now, to be fair, I and everyone else thought that this was going to happen at that concert that they did, which I guess was more of a prelude to it. But yes. Great Ace Attorney 1 and 2, originally uh, games for the 3DS in the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series that never left Japan, are coming over uh, in a compilation together on, what, July something something? July 26 or so? Something like that. Uh, I didn't pay too too close attention because I knew you would. I did, and I am very excited. I love these games. These two games are supposed to be fantastic that they... uh, they take place in like 19th century England. Sherlock Holmes is there, but he's called Herlock Sholmes because of copyright something, something. So that's it's, it's, it's fantastic. Most, yeah, but it's like the most, um, God, I can't never remember, public domain character in the world. Like there's 50,000 Sherlock Holmes stories right now. Right. Yet Japan's still worried about copyright. Like, let's there's just change something the name. to that. I guess there's something recently where the estate was like, oh, you can use that character, but you can't use these personality traits yes. or something. There's something They're gonna weird. Still, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, July 27th, I checked. Uh, Switch, PlayStation 4, and Steam. So that day, this is great. This leaves uh, Ace Attorney Investigations 2 with Miles Edgeworth as the only unlocalized game in the franchise now. And, and I imagine that's coming. That's yeah. Coming. I, uh, so I, during the time when these games were coming out, they were like a DS games first, right? And uh, Game Boy Advance games first. And we didn't get really? the Game Boy Man. Advance version. Oh, we, 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 got cool. it as it, we got the first one when it was or the first three as they were being kind of re-released on DS was when we finally got them. Uh, I was into like Professor Layton games. I was into like all the uh, the weird DS. Or I was into like Hotel Dusk. Uh, I played a lot of games and I never, ever actually played the Ace Attorney games. Uh, could I just start at the beginning and I'll be good? Or should I just wait for these new ones and play these? You can Tell wait my- for these ones, but that the trilogy came out on Switch and it's a uh, fantastic ports and those games are still great. So you can wait, but then. you should play. Yeah, play Phoenix, get the trilogy. Okay. You'll find out if you like it or not pretty quickly. That's one of the nice things about Phoenix, right? Like what it is is what it is. 
yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, try these games. I've always it was never like, oh, I don't want to play them. I just for some reason never got around to them. And uh, seeing people like get this excited for, for them to bring over these games, it's it's like, oh yeah, I always wanted to try those. I'm just gonna do that. Yeah, I, um, I used to you know, I used to love like the LucasArts old point and click adventure games, and like people still make adventure games, but for some reasons, like I'm not that into them, like the newer ones. But Phoenix Wright, I still like quite a bit. That's the thing that scratches that itch for me now. Yeah, that, and uh, I'm I'm glad they're still making them. I'm glad they're like I'm glad that their fans are getting some more Ace Attorney. You know, no matter what it is, uh, even if it's just like a port of a game that's been out for a little bit. Um, okay, uh, so I, I've got like I said, I got a bunch of stories here. I'm going to try to do some sort of uh, order to this madness. But uh, this next one I have here on the list is uh, Sega is teasing something new for Judgment, which is the spinoff series of the Yakuza games, and that tease is is talking about something that's going to happen on their website on May seventh. A lot of people are assuming it's going to be a new game, and I don't know one way or the other, but I, I haven't played Judgment yet. I keep wanting to, uh, but I think it's a good sign if that game's already, you know, getting a sequel. That's that's nice. Uh, right. I mean, that's it's a spinoff of Yakuza, and Yakuza, we know, has been important for them. So, yeah, that, that makes some good sense. Yeah, and, you know, and they're, they are releasing the, uh, I think, or maybe they did release the PS5 version of Judgment. I think they did. Right. They th- That is hap- I have. I actually have installed. I can't remember now if it was if it's actually out yet or they just gave me a preview code. I hope there was an embargo, but I have that installed. So I, I've been meaning to try that because that's another game about lawyers, right? I just yeah, like exactly. games about lawyers, apparently. So, yeah, I mean, it's like detective and lawyer stuff all put together. And I'm like, oh, that's actually my jam as well. So uh, I might I might check that out. Well, there was a, a good. Uh, oh, it, it was that you know, the level in Hitman 3 where I was like, oh, man, I wish there was a whole game like this. And then some people were mentioning Judgment. I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, I'll check that out then. Uh, so I, I might try to play that and then get interested in, in this uh, in this tease. Um, Square Enix. So some E3 news. Square Enix said in a in an interview, and the, the quote was basically from the CEO saying, "We will make announcements at E3," and uh, it, that's how they phrased it. So I don't know if they're going to have like a Square Enix presentation at E3, or if they're just like going to show up to someone else's show and talk about one of their games that during E3. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, it may be something Final Fantasy shows up at. Wait, I was about to say Sony. Sony's not at E3, so now I don't know. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, exactly. So although I guess, it could be, maybe Final Fantasy Seven Remake's gonna come to Xbox or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it's like it comes to PC and it's at the PC gaming show, and that's what they mean. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. um uh, yeah. Either way, it's like okay. So the, the, these companies are still looking to E3, and, I, and we don't know. This could turn into a whole a full Square Enix show, and maybe that's what they even meant. Like you know, these things can get lost in translation. Um, but either way, I'm uh, yeah. Th- there's more and more stuff coming to E3. We'll be keeping an eye on that. We, uh, we'll be doing updates, weekly updates about what's happening with E3 on this show. But you can also get stuff on like uh, my Game Mess show uh, that I do on Tuesdays on Twitch, and then post those to YouTube. Um, all right. Uh, next up, uh, Battlefield 2021 reveal is happening soon, is how EA put it. Um, this is, uh, you know, this has been on the, my game mess list it was scheduled for May, uh, and I think it's still going to happen in May. And they're going to talk about it then. And today they announced a Battlefield mobile game is coming in 2022. So um, they're, you know, they're looking to double down on Battlefield, which, of course, of course, makes sense. It's one of their big franchises. But after Battlefield 5, you would think they'd be shaky about it. And looks like they're not. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's what they got, right? So they they see Call of Duty Mobile, right? And you want to compete with that. Battlefield is still your best bet there. It is it is pretty nuts how much that one game set that series kind of off track. 
because it seemed like for a while it was it was doing really well. Maybe never going to be the new Call of Duty, but it was sitting pretty well next to it. Uh, Battle Battlefield Four and Battlefield One especially were big hits, and then uh, yeah, Five really was it called Battlefield Five or was it called Battlefield Two? Battlefield- it's called Battlefield V for Five. Yes, yeah, it was confusing. There was Battlefield 1 and then Battlefield 5 with the Roman numeral V5 thing. This will almost certainly be a modern warfare type of thing again, right? Yes, it is. It is. It is. It is a modern game. Yes, it definitely is. And um, yeah, they're going to talk about it soon. This is the one that there's still a lot of rumors about maybe then ending up in Game Pass day one. Uh, I think that'd be a pretty big deal. I've said why that makes sense to me. And it's just because they it's a different world. They're going to be competing against a lot of free to play shooters. And so trying to be a premium shooter. You know, Call of Duty makes it work, but Call of Duty also has a free-to-play version as well that is massive and just growing. Um, and competing against like a free-to-play Call of Duty when you're Battlefield doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You're going to have to find some way to do that creatively, and that might mean Game Pass. But we'll see if that deal actually happens or not. Um, okay, now we got a bunch of Sony stories that I wanted to go over, and uh, let's let's see. Let's start with uh, some Jim Ryan quotes. Um, Jim Ryan quotes. Speaking of Jim Ryan, we there's <laughs> I don't know if it's the same person, but they're 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 tipping us money in our chat to to say things about it. you being a Sony hack. Um, yes, and 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 this thing where people took like a, a clip from our show last week where I was like having fun with you and being like oh ha 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 you're a sony <laughs> hack. and it's because like they didn't send you a playstation 5 and we laughed about it and like people and people are like sharing that like like jeff grubb's co-host like sends him to the coal yeah, oh, they, yeah yeah <laughs> was oh awesome. rip jeff you and they all your, believe that your partner's burying it. you yeah. oh, and like oh look how uncomfortable uh, jeff is like because, like these people live on a different planet it's insane. Um, they, yes. And like, it, since I, then, I like, you like you've done like two op-eds about positive Sony things. We did the tier list about PlayStation consoles, which we actually recorded before your Jim Ryan thing. Anyway, mm-hmm. where we talk about how much we like the PlayStation five. And then people were mad that we put it too high because it's too, uh, you know, it's insane. But hey, if you want to give us money because you're mad at Jeff, go ahead. Oh, I hate this. Quit doing that. Gosh, darn it, man. You make me feel terrible when you do that. Oh, man. man quit owning me with that money. Um, I, I hope you don't accept any of these codes I'm giving away. But yeah, please keep <laughs> giving money. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's that was it was really weird. And it's always a reminder, like, oh, there is just a bunch of weirdos with like caved in skulls instead of like where their yeah, brains I should be. Like, I, I always imagine that they're children because it makes it better for me. Because yes, it like, helps. I was a child, I was a fanboy of things too. It mm-hmm. happened. I didn't have a platform like Twitter to expose myself as being, you know, a Neanderthal at least. <laughs> but like, sometimes, like it's like a person with a YouTube channel. I can see that they're a grown ass man, and <laughs> it's depressing. yeah. Or they put, or they put like 1979 in their name, and I'm like, oh god, you're older than me. Oh no. Um, but yeah, whatever. It's yeah, you can't win, and uh, they're just gonna like the the they also retweeted like the positive like play like Spider Man sales story, and they're like, oh, I guess it's not all doom and gloom with Sony. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I never said it was. <laughs> what are you talking about, you weirdos? The best thing um, about this yeah, is but, that you very clearly spend ninety five percent of your time playing games on PC and Switch, anyways, and yet like everyone associates you now with this PlayStation Xbox War, <laughs> like. I, I just don't know. I don't know. What it's such that. yeah. It's confirmation bias. Like they like they only know notice the things that like fits their narrative and whatever. That's yeah. It's fine. It, if they're giving me money on my my thing, whatever. I don't I don't really don't care. Um, 
Okay, so yeah, so Jim Ryan quotes, uh, he uh, got out and talked a little bit this week. I wonder why, probably because he does feel like maybe the narrative was getting away from them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now they're talking Now they're talking about stuff like, hey, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment is quietly investing in more PS5 exclusives, more than ever is kind of how he put it. And alongside this, they had a blog post from a new studio called Firewalk that is making a new m- multiplayer IP for Sony that'll be exclusive to, pl- to the PlayStation 5. Uh, and this Firewalk team is a lot of like, expungy people excuse me uh, uh people that like worked on uh, uh destiny and things like that so my imagine so in my imagination i'm like okay this is probably like a pve sort of multiplayer thing and not necessarily pvp and that could be something that could work very well for them uh but yeah the, and they got up super early like, there's no gameplay for this they don't have a name they're just saying a studio is making a multiplayer ip for playstation 5 i'm like this kind of surprising that they're out like talking about this so early but uh i, I don't know how, how do you feel about that like uh, does that get you excited because i'm like uh, I'm waiting. I'm going to wait till I know more before I yeah, get I don't started, know if I'm so. excited, but I think it's it's interesting that I, I do think Sony realizes that they need to put out more pieces of good news. Right. And that's something Microsoft was very good at for a bit. It seemed like they had something good to say every once in a while, even if they weren't really releasing a lot of games, as long as there was just a positive connotation with that brand. And, you know, they did it in a big way with uh, them reversing course on the the PS vita and the playstation 3 digital stores right and it's that's almost exactly like what microsoft uh did when they were trying to raise the price of xbox like gold and they reversed that you kind of turn a negative into a pause and it's like oh look we we do listen to you look we're you know we're, we're, we're nice and this is something that makes you feel good about our brand now so yeah i think it's been a good week for playstation Right. Yeah. And to, to that point, like, yes, they did reverse the decisions to close the PS3 and Vita digital stores. I can't remember if that was before the last week's podcast or not, but I put it on this list. Um, and so, yeah, the, they they are going to continue to close the PSP store. And in in the wake of this, it has been like a number of, of moments where uh, Sony is talking about other things or making other moves. And one of those is they've begun testing something called PlayStation Plus Video Pass in Poland. Uh, which is basically not Poland, like, Ohio, where I live, but Poland, not Poland, Ohio, right? Poland, the country. I know people always get those conflated and I don't blame them. Um, <laughs> excuse me. And what this basically is, is what you think it is. Um, you subscribe to PlayStation Plus and for a year you get a video pass that has what looks like a bunch of Sony pictures, films like Venom and some other stuff uh, included at no additional charge, at least not for the first year. And um I, I, I think, you know, they're testing it in, in, in Poland, which means it's not worldwide, which means it's not like a major initiative yet. But it feels like something that they could do where they try to make PlayStation Plus more like Amazon Prime, where, yeah, of course, it's got the core reason why you subscribe to it. With Amazon Prime, you get free shipping. With PlayStation Plus, uh, you get online multiplayer and you get a bunch of games uh, each month. And that and that's cool. Or, or sometimes you get more than just games each month. They have big, like, PlayStation Plus programs where you get a bunch of free games. And that's the reason to subscribe. But then you start getting other things like maybe this video pass and then maybe something that's like a music pass. Basically they're giving, they're just trying to increase the value. And it seems like this is one of their ways uh, to really ensure that people stay subscribed to it and more people want to subscribe to it. And I also think it's the part of like what people were saying, like, Oh, Sony's going to have something to counter game pass. I don't think Sony necessarily thinks of this that way, but I think when people look at this, they might feel that way about it. And then I wonder is this, is that something that like works for you? Well, I mean, I, I first of all, I barely watch any movies anymore. I'm like, a, I don't watch TV or movies very much. I pretty much am playing games or like just doing whatever weird odds and ends. But it, it's smart. I mean, you know, you have to use what you have. And Sony has a film library. 
Yeah, they make movies. Yes. Why not leverage that uh, as as a way to to help the PlayStation brand and to help PlayStation Plus, especially when you know it's maybe does start to look a little weak compared to some of the offerings that Microsoft has. So yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's smart. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, let's see some other Jim Ryan stuff. Oh, okay. And then Jim Ryan also got out this, this week and talked a little bit about uh, a unique and only on PlayStation cloud strategy uh, that of course will use Microsoft's Azure. And they've been talking to Microsoft about how to do this. And then he says, when we're ready, we'll talk about it then, but it's going to be, you know, it's going to be unique and only on PlayStation. And I'm like, I, I, I guess, I mean, it, PlayStation now, I guess, isn't only on PlayStation. I think you can play it on PC and phones. It used to be more places, but now PC and phones. Um, but I, Mike, I know you don't care about cloud. What, what, no. what could this possibly be? Yeah, I mean, that's my thing here, right? Like you would imagine a cloud thing would just be some kind of an upgrade for, for PlayStation uh, now or something. So something new and exciting, though, I don't know. Like, what, are we finally getting like some crackdown three stuff again? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, who hmm. knows? Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe it, unless it is specifically about like something really, again, I always go here because that's what I want, but like, look at this giant offering of PlayStation one games now all on the cloud, right? Or PlayStation two. Mm-hmm. That would be cool, but mm, my expectations are probably out of sync there. Uh, from, from, you know, real, real quick before we move on from Sony, that Firewalk multiplayer IP, do you, do you think that's something like SOCOM? I, I mean, they said a new multiplayer IP, I think. So if it's new, it's probably not SOCOM, would, right? Yeah, but maybe inspired by, I mean, we already had MAG, right? Maybe it's going to be inspired <laughs> yeah. by MAG. Uh, that would kind of make sense, right? It seems like there's a bit of a gap in, uh, first off, definitely in what Sony offers, but even in terms of multiplayer shooters right now for something that's like SOCOM. Sorry, I had, to, I had to write down a note to myself, a title idea for this episode, inspired by Mag. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, massive action. Was it multiplayer? Asset? Massive um, action game. Massive right? action game. Yep, man. I never I never played Mag. I wish I would have. I, would I like never played a second of it either. I'm, yeah. Maybe it was it, good. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I, it sounded like a cool idea, but it was like that. I was just playing other multiplayer you know games at the time. Remember Starhawk? That was actually good. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Those games will never come back. It feels like Warhawk and Starhawk. Yeah. Though, oh, they yeah. have no interest in that stuff. Well, yeah. Um, don't have six. I hope, I, hope I'm wrong, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do. <laughs> oh, right? Like, the still yes, can't it does. Do that it totally does. Right? It has, absolutely has gy- gyro aiming. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Hey, look at that. Uh, so that- Basement, Basement Radio Arcade podcast just sent a super chat asking you thoughts on new SOCOM rumors, so. Maybe we should uh, yeah, talk about I, that right now. Yeah, so I um I haven't heard, uh, but it seems like one of those franchises that does make some sense, right? The only reason it doesn't wouldn't make sense is because making a first party multi platform or I'm sorry, first party platform exclusive PvP game is sort of a waste of money, right? If you're going to make a, any game that has online multiplayer, it, you you put it on your console, but it also needs to be on PC something they are willing to do. But at this point, it almost has to be on phone as well. Something we see with Call of Duty and now Battlefield and Apex Legends, all recently getting mobile versions or planning to do mobile versions. Some of the Fortnite, I mean, so you're going to do that. Like you're going to build this up and then you have to get it working on phones. You got to get it on the other consoles probably at some point in the future. Um, And I just don't know how much uh, Sony would want to do that. I think a PVE experience makes more sense. Um, but even even then, it's I don't know. It's tough, and would that would would that fit with SOCOM? And I I don't know. Uh, I guess 
and there is the possibility that Sony just doesn't care about that stuff and says, we're just going to make a multiplayer game just for our audience. And, uh, you know, the, I guess, you know, potential revenues be damned. We'll make, we'll make it work. Um, I guess if they scope it properly, it, it could work. I just, I'm, I'm skeptical that any of these companies want to be working on major, uh, uh, you know, first party exclusive. It's kind of getting games. to now or never time with SOCOM, right? Like it was never a giant beloved franchise, so it kind of feels like if you want to leverage that IP, maybe you need to do it while it does still have some fans who who think pretty fondly of it. Because I feel like each each year we're kind of getting more and more people being like, "What's SOCOM?" Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. It, it's it's missed an, an an entire generation, right? Almost yeah. two generations because there was there was something on PS3, but not like that was at the heyday of it, right? Heyday was. I think, gosh, I can't remember. I think PlayStation 2 was the heyday, and I think actually PSP was a popular SOCOM game. Yes. I was not a big SOCOM guy myself, so I'm not sure. Yes, sorry if we're getting that wrong, everybody. Uh, All right, so then we have some Microsoft news. Uh, Some smaller stories like Xbox is getting Fidelity FX tools. Excuse me, and what that means is uh, AMD is adding its Fidelity FX graphical features in the uh, Xbox game development kit. So... If a developer's making a game, now they have they could put they could turn on Fidelity Fidelity FX stuff on the PC for people who have AMD graphics uh, graphics cards. Um, but now they can also add that stuff to their games for console, which makes people that are making games more likely to use this stuff. I think more importantly, um, having this in the game development kit lays the groundwork for when super resolution is ready. Uh, AMD and Xbox and Microsoft could just put it right in there. And developers can start using it, and they'll have it on both console and, and PC. Now, super re- resolution is it is uh, AMD's answer to NVIDIA's DLSS. It does not use machine learning, but it's going to be some sort of image reconstruction technique that enables you to run a game at a lower resolution, make it look like a higher resolution, and that is um, that's cool. It's needed. It's very important for something like ray tracing, which we, as we, everyone knows, really demolishes frame rates. Uh, but it's cool that it's it's in there. It's ready to go. Uh, I think people might ask, like. Um, well, is, is PlayStation 5 going to get this? Is Sony going to do this? And just to answer that question before it, it, it might get asked, um, PlayStation 5 is not necessarily going to do exactly like this. They they didn't wait for our DNA 2 features, but that's not something to like panic about. It's not something to freak out about. Freak, freak out about. Sony knew stuff like, like, you know, smart image reconstruction stuff was coming. They can do it themselves. They've talked about being able to do it themselves. They have really smart engineers that are really good at graphical features like this. Uh, people forget, like Sony was one of the first companies to enable uh, that checkerboarding with temporal temporal anti-aliasing, which is a really good Im- image reconstruction technique. They did that before anyone, uh, and and everyone else started. Everyone does that now. You'll find that in every game on PC. TAA is an is an option, uh, and so Sony knows how to do this stuff. They'll be able to figure it out on their own and make it work with their hardware, and it'll probably probably be very good as well. But Microsoft's just working directly with AMD, letting AMD do this. And then just when AMD is ready, just put that stuff in there. And also AMD stuff is open source. So anyone can take that stuff themselves as well. Um, let's see. Are you done uh, hurting Xbox- me yet? Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I tried to get through it quick. You could tell I'm like talking <laughs> fast. So I'm like, I could see you drifting away thinking about God no, wrestling. Probably. Oh, um, wrestling's good. Hey, yeah, a good show last night. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> two nights ago, whenever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, all right, Xbox Live no uh, Xbox Live Gold no longer has its uh its its free to play gateway or uh, its free to play gate. If you want to play free to play games on an Xbox, they are now actually free to play. Uh, we knew this was coming, but they on Wednesday they actually made the announcement, and that 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 paywall has now dropped. Um, I, I guess I mean 
Mike, do you think that moves the needle for a lot of people? I, I guess it's like it seems consumer friendly, but I don't know. Are there a lot of people out there that haven't been paying if they've really been wanting to play? Yeah, this that's game? a good question. I don't I don't really know. My instinct is probably not, but I wouldn't be shocked if I was wrong on that. Um I'm I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay. You agree uh, with my so, non-committal response. Yeah, I, I know. I, yeah, basically, that's exactly. I mean, I, I echo it. I, that's exactly how I feel. Where I'm like, I, it's hard for me to imagine. There's a lot of people out there, yeah, that have been thinking like, oh, I've just, I've always wanted to play Fortnite. I just on Xbox specifically, and I just didn't want to pay this thing. Um, you can begin uh, streaming games on iOS very soon. Uh, streaming games from XCloud, thanks to a company called Rainway, which has this app that enables like really low latency streaming. They've worked with games before, but then they. The, I wrote a story a few weeks ago about how they were making their SDK available to other publishers and stuff like that. That now includes Microsoft. Microsoft is going to use Rainway for its uh, for its tech to get xCloud onto iOS through browsers so they don't have to go through the Apple App Store or anything like that. Uh, Apple controls its App Store and doesn't let competing platforms basically come on there with their own streaming stuff because Apple doesn't want competitors. Uh, but they don't control their browser. That's still open. So that, that that's like the, the exploit where Microsoft can get around the wall. Um, and then Game Pass is at 23 million users. This is according to Jess Corden over at Windows Central, a, a number that I've I've I heard around 22 million earlier in that month, and apparently now it's at 23 million. If that 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 number's about uh, puts it at like at a pace of about 1.3 million new subscribers each month, uh, which is a pretty rapid pace with with also not a lot of like big new games to push that stuff. It's just kind of all the positive news sort of. Uh, uh, piling up on top of itself and people are like oh i should probably just get game pass i'm eventually going to want a lot of this stuff but i think that th those numbers are going to jump even higher when like halo comes out right it's stuff like that i mean if halo doesn't drive it what will right yeah exactly but i, I imagine halo is going to and it's going stuff, like probably right and if starfield comes out that's going to do it as well these these big activation points i bet e3 will be a point where a lot of people go i'm very excited now for the stuff that's coming i'm going to get game pass right now yeah that's true but yeah, um, there could be an E3 special. You think? Do, do they do a lot of like? They don't do deals, really. Well, no, they they've done they've done the thing where like you know you pay a dollar to turn all of your Xbox Live Gold into uh into Game Pass right, and stuff like right. that. So they'll do something like that again, I'm sure. Um, let's see. I think this is the final Microsoft story I have here. Uh, uh, there are more games that are getting FPS boost. Um, I didn't, I don't have them all written down here. The only ones I was very excited about was. Titanfall 1 and Titanfall 2 now run at 120 frames per second. That is fantastic. That is very cool. Yeah, especially Titanfall 2, especially with uh, all that stuff kind of coming to uh, Apex Legends. That's more Titanfall themed. I think a lot of people are going to be interested in replaying that one or playing it for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, and then just a couple more stories to round out the news. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake uh, is at Aspire, something we've heard before, but something that got reiterated this week uh, when Jason Schreier was doing an interview. W what do you think about this? Yeah, I was trying to figure out. I was like, I knew I knew this. Did you tell me about this? Someone told me about this forever ago, I feel I, like. Yeah, I told you. About, uh, yes, I told you about this forever ago, I think. Yes. Okay. yes. Um, yeah. But, um, I, I mean, I wonder how extensive, right? Like, it's not it's clearly not going to be. I mean, at least I don't imagine it's going to be like on a Shadow of the Colossus or Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. But it's like, I don't know. Because this studio is more of a, a port studio, right? Really? Yeah, you. they've made, they've made like, original games, like Stubbs the Zombie, and uh, like many years ago. Um, but yeah, they recently have been doing a lot of ports, and they've been straight ports, like Star Wars the, the Republic Commando. 
that recent one was released on Switch, was released on other on PlayStation, and it's just a straight port of the Xbox game. And on on the Switch, it's not even that good of a port. Like it has some frame rate issues. Um, yeah, yeah. So, expect- so like, yeah, I'm I'm with you. What, what, is, is this going to be like? Uh, maybe maybe the reason that the port was uh, like bad for Republic Commandos because all the resources are going into remaking this. But I, I, I'm like. I am skeptical that it is going to feel anything like what we consider to be a full remake. I'm skeptical right now. Right. We have some hype. Yeah. So I'm worried it's going to be almost like that Prince of Persia thing where it's like a remake, but kind of a low effort. one. even that one, right. They they had to kind of go back because it was basically unacceptable to a lot of people. And this is a game that's basically from that same exact era, Sands of Time. And if you want to, remake it i think there's going to be some expectations for what that means these days mm-hmm. uh, it's, and it's a big game with a lot of different assets so it would be a big job to remake it so i almost expect to see this and it's going to look almost more like an enhanced ports or it's going to look underwhelming for a remake that's what i'm worried about what i want it to be if they are going to do it is something like a you know in Crash Bandicoot insane trilogy situation where like, oh, wow, this looks as good as any modern game now. That's what that's what KOTOR probably deserves, right? Is that yes. the resource is, you know, is, is EA going to give it that kind of resources? I hope so, but I don't know. Um, I have one more story here. Knuckles was on the set of Sonic 2, uh, the movie. Uh, so what, what are you excited, Mike? How are you feeling? You got your, oh, I'm you get your Knuckles teeny. Do you ever have a Knuckles teeny? No, I did not have a Knuckles teeny. They gave us no a lot Knuckles. of Sonic martinis called Sonic teenies at the Sonic birthday party eighty three the one year. So that was great. But yeah, yeah I mean, this you know Sonic Tails and Knuckles together in a movie. I feel, I imagine it's going to be like an Avengers moment when they're all there. It'd be great. Uh, like we we got a bunch of super chats. We got a bunch of questions we need to get to. Uh, should we start doing that? You want to start reading some of the super chats, and I'll, then yes. I'll get to the questions. Absolutely. I'm actually going to put my glasses on for these. How about that? Oh, he's getting serious, everybody. Yeah, yeah, that, that's absolutely right. But yeah, let's uh for you know the the newest one we got from Brett here. I'll say that first before I go back to the bottom here. Jeff, what do you think about the supposed leaked Sony and Capcom agreement? Do you think this will become more common, and do you think this will help or hurt the image of Sony? Hurt or help Capcom? Uh, I mean, okay. Well, I mean, I think those are, are two separate ideas because uh, do I think it will hurt Sony? I mean, it, it has, even though I think it's, it is fairly standard, it seems like. Um, so for people that don't know, the leak contract came out and people ha- emphasized some certain points. The, the, the most controversial one was um, this thing about parody. And uh, so, so to be clear, Sony is paying Capcom money. And for that money... Uh, uh, the, the, the agreement is, is that Sony will do some marketing as well. Uh, but then like Sony also gets like some benefits alongside, but mostly it, the benefit is the association between resident evil village and PlayStation. Um, but Sony's going to pay money for that. And a lot of times, a lot of that is also just like giving free marketing or whatever, or like spending working hours on, on this game. Um, so in exchange for that, like Capcom agrees to a bunch of stuff. And one of those things is, uh, this parody clause that says, it, Capcom can't do anything to this game on other platforms without making an effort to make sure that all that stuff is the same on the PlayStation platform. And the big issue that people took was the technical parody one. And they took that to mean that it, even if the Xbox could run the game better, uh, Capcom is not allowed to let the game run better. It needs to run the same as it runs on the PlayStation. And that's not actually what is going to happen or what does happen. Um, what ends up happening is that uh, 
Sony will build the game for the PlayStation first. And then uh, when they make the port, if the game happens to run better or if they could do just some small tweaks, they still will let it run better on the Xbox. Um, But they really what they're agreeing to here is they're not going to fuck over Sony. It's it's basically what the the contract says. Don't do anything that's going to make the PlayStation look bad. Don't do anything that will make us regret giving you money. And I think that stuff's pretty understandable. I think uh, a lot of this stuff was overblown and just kind of misunderstands these things. And these contracts, like standard, I mean standard, like a lot of other companies sign these things all the time. Microsoft, I think, has used this exact sort of language before. Um, I I, I haven't seen the contract, but my guess is like, if you were to find the one between like, you know, all the times that Sony had, or that Microsoft has had a, 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 a marketing agreement with Ubisoft for an Assassin's Creed game, you would probably see the exact same clause pretty much. So yeah, I, I wouldn't read into this that much. Yes, I agree. I don't think this is nearly as interesting or as damning as people make it out to be, even though, you know, you're, we are such anti Sony fanboys. Oh, At least you on. are. And I'm your accomplished yes. or I'm your exposer. Apparently I, we got to burn it down. We got to do, we got to burn it down. Um, I, I, like one more thing, but like, will it hurt? I mean, I think it's hurting Sony's image just because people aren't fully understanding it. Sure. And people are using it really effectively to say, oh, well, look how bad they are. And it's not helping that all this other stuff is kind of happening at the same time where we're, uh, they were closing the PlayStation store. And so people are already feeling a little bit sour. Uh, but most of this is just a misunderstanding. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to go away and it doesn't impact Capcom at all, really. You know, no. No, um, from AJ, not my brother, different AJ. Uh, hey, Jeff, hope all is well, my friend. Have you heard any juicy info about Halo Infinite stuff? Really anything. It's so dry in the Halo community. Help them out. Make that get the Halo community wet. It's too dry. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, I, they, I don't think it's been that dry, though. Don't they do like regular blog posts? And I thought they were going to do one this week. If they haven't done it yet, it's probably coming out today. Um They've been very communicative. Uh, They've talked about the game a lot. And uh, but beyond that, like they're going to there will be a blowout at E3, which is so close now. We are less than two months away now. I think it's almost exactly two months or no, it's less. Yeah, less than two months, like 50 days. And we're going to see everything about this game. So you you don't have to wait that much longer. But if you are that interested, go check out the, the, you know, the 343 blog about this. They'll all probably have some new info this week. And but if it's not today, it's got to be next Friday. So, uh, yeah, just look out for that. I mean, we know the big, big thing's going to happen at E3, if you mean, like, the big stuff, right? And I understand, like, I'm somebody, too, yes. those blog posts don't exactly tickle my fancy sometimes. They're, they're a bit dry. And we want you to be wet, so you'll get wet at E3. We, it's very important to us that you get wet. Absolutely. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, we forgot to talk about Jeff Kaplan leaving Overwatch. Oh, wow. I knew I was forgetting something. Jeff Kaplan I, left uh, left Overwatch. Left Blizzard. Uh, Mike, tell me, you you know all about this Blizzard and, and what they do with making games. Tell me about Jeff Kaplan. Yeah, well, Jeff Kaplan's been at Blizzard for a while. He uh, 19 years, he worked on World of Warcraft as kind of a top guy there. Uh, then he became in charge of the Overwatch team, and he just became very popular. Like, er- Everybody loved him immediately in the community. He, he has kind of like this soft, like calming voice, and he's he could be self-deprecating in the right way. He's a meme machine, right? And we know that you know we all love our meme machines. Uh, so it's I think it's concerning that he left because of the timing, right? We are in this weird in-between period of Overwatch One and Overwatch Two. Uh, Overwatch 2 is for a lot of people taking longer to come out than they would have thought when it was announced at the end of 2019. 
uh, you know, then they, they have a new guy in there who's been there for a while. I, I'm sure the game will be fine. But I think a lot of people aren't feeling great about Overwatch right now because new content has basically been put on hold for the first game while they work on the second one. And that's, uh, again, it's been dry over there. There's no wetness in Overwatch right now. <laughs> I I um, am, I'm very worried. I, mean, I, I made a joke on, on um, Twitter where I'm like, uh, I'm not going to be worried until Bobby Kotick leaves. And the, the joke there is um, all of the town is leaving. And yeah, Bobby Kotick's still there getting his obscene right. like compensation package, which I, I, this is not a, like my opinion. That's the opinion of the people that have that own stock in Activision. They have complained multiple times about how much money Bobby Kotick gets out of that company. Um, and he's still there uh, and, and he's never made a video game. He doesn't make video games. He like pays talented people and those talented people don't want to work for him anymore. Um, this is a problem. Like it's just clearly. And so like blatantly a problem for this company. Uh, you, you, the person replacing him, right, is someone that has worked on the game for a long time as well. Yeah, he's been it's there not, since the beginning. Not the end of the world, but it's not a good sign. It's, it's yeah, not. it's not a good sign, but, you know, there is some perspective here. Like, the, basically, the same thing happened with Hearthstone. They had this beloved lead, uh, Ben Brode, who, again, was a bit of a meme machine. He was very likable, very kind, like, actually kind person. I, I talked with these people during BlizzCons and stuff. They, they were both great. And, you know, he left the game and everyone was kind of sad and worried. And Hearthstone's been fine. In fact, some people will say that Hearthstone actually improved when he left because, you know, it got a bit of a, a, a refresh and some of the things that he was really against doing, like changing cards more often, they were now allowed to do. And maybe there's a possibility of that here, too. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, yeah, there, we know that a lot of people leave Blizzard. And we know that there is kind of this perception along a lot of fans that Blizzard's not what it was. And when people keep leaving Blizzard, especially these big names, it can be kind of uh, kind of scary, I think, for people. It makes you think, too, like the whole pop star game developer thing. You can see why studios don't really like that sometimes, because it is awkward when they leave. And it's the video game industry and people leave all the time. Right. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I guess it's notable because uh, Jeff Kaplan was someone who didn't leave all the time. He was there for two decades so yeah, that that's like the, the 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 difference there, and you can't keep him. But I, of course, he can go anywhere. He can start his own stuff, and he most likely will. Um, all right, yeah, let's do some more super. Yeah, chats. we got a bunch. Let's get through some of these. We got uh, Cowhan Futka, which man, when you read it, it doesn't sound too bad, but when you say it out loud, uh, <laughs> will Compulsion's new game be shown at E3? Any hints? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like E3 stuff is still um, a lot of in a lot of cases up in the air. And, I, and that's not to say that these companies don't know what they're going to show. Um, it's just saying that, like, they haven't decided exactly what's going to be in each thing. So I haven't heard about it. Uh, and I feel like in the next couple of weeks, I will start hearing about things. And maybe you can ask again then. And I'm sorry, I don't have an answer for you now. True Gamer asks, uh, hey, so Grub Grub that he says, lol, JK, but I think he should be proud to call you Grub Grub. What is going on with the Metal Gear IP? What have you heard or not heard on that front? Want to see this franchise return? Sounds like another franchise is dry here, Jeff. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, you, okay, yes. You got any wetness for Metal Gear? Fans? No, we're <laughs> going to. Sorry, this I one. can't stop now. I, he can't. He can't help himself. Everybody, you guys have got it. We have to discourage him right now. Uh, listen, I haven't heard anything about uh, the Metal Gear thing. I know there's been a lot of talk about it. And to me, when this sort of thing happens, uh, it's a lot of smoke where there actually isn't a fire. But I I'm not going to say that for sure. Uh, I haven't 
exactly gone and tried to find out like 100 percent if there's if there's nothing happening with happening with it it's hard to like prove a negative you know what i mean um and so you know if if there's something but if there is something happening with it i haven't heard from like typical sources and a lot of times i think they would know uh but especially if it's like like someone like Sony or Microsoft is like trying to buy that or like lease it or license it to, to use it. I feel like that stuff would be making more waves. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess it's possible. We'll, I would we'll expect see. something safer, like a Metal Gear Solid one remake uh, or even like, yeah. if there's a new, if there's a new game, I don't think they're going to try to make like Metal Gear Solid six without Hideo Kojima. Maybe they'll do something like Metal Gear Revengeance again. Right. Something yeah, kind of spin off. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, Rocker Corey asks, at this rate, where do you expect GP to be end of year? What's GP? I can't remember. What's GP? Someone chat, tell me what GP is. Uh, I, I, I'm having like a hard time. Like Game Pro? I don't know. I'm thinking Game, oh, Game, Game Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. Game Pass. Okay, no, yes. Right? Well, that's always like, uh, like initialized as uh, GP. We're not smart. XGP. What? Yeah. Uh, so in terms of like, maybe I bet they're referring to like, in terms of subscribers, since we said 23 million, um, my guess is, is that, you know, by the end of the year, especially if like, if, you know, when Halo comes out, it, you know, slash if it comes out and then, um, if uh, Starfield comes out and, it, you know, slash if it comes out, those are like two huge moments that I think will get a lot of people. So I think my optimistic, uh, thing for game pass would be like 35 million, uh, subscribers by then, if not more. Uh, but yeah, 35 million. So it's definitely going to pass 30 million by the end of this year. So, um, so yeah. And then if you're talking about in terms of just like what's going to be available, uh, I think they're going to try to make a lot more third party deals. I I expect them to try to do a few more before the end of the year. So, yeah, I mean, of course they'll have all their first party games as well. Uh, basement radio arcade podcasts asked grub, any interest in the 37 TI and 3080 TI cards? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll once uh, those things uh, you know fully shake out, I will uh, I'll take a look. I, I think that I'm not sure how necessary they are, um, but Nvidia. What happens with Nvidia is they get um, better at they get really good at binning their yields. So when uh, one card is like easily meeting its it, you know what, what they need to like make a 3070, they start separating those those out a little little bit better, and they're very good at like uh, basically what it is is cards that used to be really overclockable they instead just actually sell those to you with the overclock built in. And now that's a new skew and they've gotten very, very, very good at that. And that means we get more stuff like a 3070 30, TI or 3080 TI. Um, and I think there's, there's value to that. A lot of people aren't going to overclock their stuff. And so just selling that stuff out of the box um, with all of the advantages built in and, you know, giving a chance, giving a, a chance for more stuff to be in the market is, is always good. So yeah, I'm interested. And in if, you know, if when that stuff comes out, I'll take a look at it and try to review it. So, yeah. Synodex X. That's hard to say. Synodex asks, enunciate Mike. What type of pizza it. did you get, Jeff, on AOTS? Was that the podcast you were on? What's AOTS? Attack of the show? You want to Oh of the show? my god. Attack of the show. Oh my god. This is oh wow. Okay. I remember this vividly. I remember okay. So what happened was I, I think it's on my YouTube channel. Um I was on uh like like a fan sort of panel where they would have fans come on and, and like you would be on like, this is like before Twitch. So like, you're like on stick cam, I think it was called. And I was using my, my, like my laptop's webcam, but I was next to like five other like dorks. And uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't remember what the question was, but everyone answered like really poorly. Uh, Kevin Pereira would ask the question and some kid would be like, 
I like feet or something weird like that. <laughs> and then and then they came to me and I like gave a coherent answer. And it's not something necessarily that they necessarily agreed with, but it was a coherent answer. And because I was coherent, Kevin Pereira awarded me a Pizza Hut gift card. Wow. For like $50. And I went multiple times and I got Pizzones. I got Pizzones, which is basically the Pizza Hut's calzone. Hey, the Pizzone um, was great. I loved the no, Pizzone. Fantastic. You know what's so like disappointing? Like the dot zone, uh, like uh, a URL thing is active and Pizza Hut doesn't have P dot <laughs> zone. And it makes me so mad every time I go there. Like, oh I'm like you should definitely get that. Um, oh my God. Yeah, but I mean, check, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put a link to that into, into the description for the podcast. If people want to check out that video. Um, but I like I specifically right before uh, I got on. I like uh, picked out my hair. So my hair was gigantic when I was on the camera and it took up the entire frame. And, and I think um, what's her name that hosted uh, she's like a, an actress now, but she co-hosted that show with Kevin Pereira. Oh, uh, she, she commented on my hair and it was like, uh, so that's like yeah. the one who was in the <laughs> X-Men movie. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, she Olivia, was, was that Olivia Wilde or am I making that up? Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. Munn. Thank you. I, knew that. I was like, that thought doesn't seem right. I don't watch many movies. Olivia Munn. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. You know what? You know what I want right now, Mike. Pizone. I want to Pizone pretty bad. Maybe once I get my after this, I'm getting my second uh, Moderna shot. Rise up, Moderna mommies. By the oh, way, yeah. but maybe I'll. Oh, they closed <laughs> our Pizza Hut. Oh, dang it! I'll oh man, out. yeah. One of our Pizza Huts closed too, man. The pandemic takes everything. Um. All right. So let. Okay. No, you got some more super chats. I'm sure, right? Yes. Yes. We so we still have quite a few more here, but uh, yeah. Humdrum dog o two one one. Jeff leak something. Starfield this year. Halo. Halo's gonna be this year. I mean, Halo. It's not a leak. It's <laughs> yeah. not a leak. Um, well, everybody. I think every everyone's scared it's going to be delayed. I think that's one that should be safe. Yes. Yeah. I, everything's still at risk of getting delayed for sure. I, so I think uh, it, it's not a great time for leaks because, like I said, a lot of stuff is, is still being like solidified. A lot of companies they're like having those meetings right now. They are deep in those meetings, so it's uh, you know. Things aren't unsure, but I, I, I am still, let's say uh, I, in the past, I've said I, I like was like 75% confident, 80% confident they're going to show Starfield. I think we could bump that up to like 85, 90% Whoa. confident. Oh, dang, dang. I, I, yeah, I think they're going to show Starfield. So there's there's your small little leak. Uh, but in, to, 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 to the point where I'm like, I would probably like bet on it. Yeah, yeah, I would. So. All right, more super chats. Chaos Might says console wars are good for hype in the companies. They get brain dead fans who support their every move, even when it's bad. Talking about our, we we're ranting a bit What's about up? this whole thing that's happened. What's up? You broke up a little bit because of my of uh, Zencaster messing up. But can you repeat the question? I will repeat it. More of a statement. Console wars are good for hype in the companies. They get brain dead fans who support their every move, even when it's bad. So yeah, going back to. Uh, to the whole thing with you yeah. being a Sony hater, but Sony pony, I, I didn't yeah. even or, no, realize yeah, Sony anti pony. Yeah, I thought that console wars were really not a thing anymore until you became more popular again with your leaking, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, they're still around. I mean, of course they are, right? It's human nature, I suppose, but right. it is bizarre to see. Yeah, I, I mean, and I get the idea that it's good for companies, like they want to have that loyalty, but there's, there's, it like. It backfires too. Uh, like Microsoft wasn't able to re- raise the price of Xbox Live Gold because it has such a loyal, loud audience, and that you you can exploit that loyal, loud audience quite a bit. Uh, but when you get to points where, like, you just if you do something you really don't like, they have a lot of power and they band together and they they rein you in, and there's some disadvantages to it as well. Yeah. Um, 
Alexander Dark ninety one. Jeff, any news about a deal between Konami and Xbox? I mean, you would have you, you'd think that if Konami was going to be sold, that like that should have happened by now, right? They've been so quiet forever. Right. I agree. I, I, I no news. Um, I, I will look into this one a little bit more. I'll ask a, a, around some, and and we'll see, and then maybe come back next week and see if I have more for this. But thank you for asking, and thank you for the super chat. Carmos nineteen seventy says, "Good show. Thank you." Question for both, although looking at this, I think it's going to be more for you. If you have to pick one, here's option one, Jeff. PC, uh, Rise X, 3700X, 2080 Super, 32 gigs RAM, three NVMe drives, or uh, Series X, PlayStation 5, or Switch Plus LSD. This is nonsense to me, so this is all you. Uh, okay. I, I think the last option was LSD. So go with the acid. Absolutely. Go I get some acid. Just have yourself a good night. That's what is, the way maybe go. it's ISD. I don't know. I don't know. So I, do you I, want I a supercomputer? Do you want a Series X, PlayStation Five, or Switch? Uh, if it's up to me, I mean, I want the I want the computer. Like that computer sounds great. Uh, I I I listen. The consoles are really awesome right now. You can't go wrong with them. I don't think if if you want to play games on console, go get a console. They're awesome. Uh, the SSDs are super fast. They they have like. I, I love um, every like all the features. Uh, quick resume on Xbox is fantastic. Something that's not on PC, even though we've talked about, oh, just get a PC instead of an Xbox. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, the Xbox has some cool stuff. <laughs> Xbox has some cool stuff that even the PC can't do. And uh, uh, and like, you know, like FPS boost. I mean, obviously, you can run a lot of these games as fast as you want uh, on your PC. But just getting like 120 frames per second out of the box on a Titanfall game is just fantastic. Um, but but. I personally, I'm going to choose the PC. There's weird stuff on PC that I like. I like all the all the early access games on, on PC. I, I don't want to miss out on that stuff. So for me, it's, it's, a, it's a Windows machine. Paul Gonzalez asks, what new games are you guys most excited about this year? Announced or unannounced? I like how he says unannounced so that, you know, you have an opportunity here to leak something if you want, you're a frequent leaker. I mean, <laughs> the, the um, Ace Attorney thing is pretty high for me now. Uh, I don't know if it's this year, Pro- probably isn't, but uh, Final Fantasy 16 is probably my most anticipated game right now. Yeah, there's a gameinformer.com slash 2021 is a site that I forgot about until recently, um, and I've been using that this week. Uh, uh, it, but even without like looking at that real quick, I, I, I'm really looking forward to that Mario Golf game. Um, I keep imagining like uh, competitive but like simultaneous golf where with power-ups and you're running across across the course it just seems fun to me um I- i'm ready to check that out uh snow runners coming to switch i'm gonna probably get it again and play it on there again that's may 18th um and then ratchet and clank like yeah i, I want to play ratchet and clank real bad uh, uh, but I, if i had to like yeah, ratchet and clank breath of the wild too breath of the wild too like i hope it comes out this year and i really want to play it that's you know my most anticipated game period for sure Basement Radio Arcade Podcast says Hoeg Log has a great video on the leaked Capcom Sony agreement. Said it's very common in the industry. Yeah, that sounds right. So check out yes, Hoeg yeah, Log. Hoeg knows what he's talking about. Hoeg, yep. not Hoeg. Why am I saying Hoeg? I don't know. You, you might be right, but I, yeah. I, I, I'm I bet I'm not Hoag. right. I bet I'm not right. Brett also, uh, Brett Brigham also says, thanks for the clarification, Jeff, on the Sony and Capcom deal. Others didn't explain it as well or direct. Well, Jeff is a super genius. Brett also super genius. And that's that's how I know you can't trust PlayStation. You got to burn it down, everybody. (laughs) That's right. Brett also (laughs) uh, sent sent another super chat just saying that uh, he expects Game Pass to be over 45 million or greater. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. AJ says, hear me out, guys. The coalition using the Starship Troopers IP and make a video game 
out of that. You know, I'm not much. I've never seen Starship Troopers. I, I have to admit it. But Starship Troopers has already like inspired so many other games, right? The whole space marine. You haven't seen Starship Troopers? No. I don't watch movies. Okay, I, I I'm not gonna, this. I, I shouldn't do the thing where like, oh, you haven't seen it, but man, Starship Troopers is a perfect movie for me. The thing is, you have to watch it like three times because the first time you watch it, like this is really dumb, and you have to like realize, oh. Neil Patrick Harris is really super dressed like a Nazi, isn't he? Oh, it's satire. Oh, I get this movie now. And it's totally like this great analogy for fascism. And what they do is they put all these beautiful people at the, like the center of the story and make all their vapid storylines like seem like the like the upfront stuff. So you're like, oh, this is stupid. And it's like a story about how that stuff distracts you from the way that the government is lying to you to make you go into an endless war. It's the best goddamn movie ever made i love right. starship troopers so much all right I'll uh, so. watch starship troopers so, so so apparently you do want a video game then is what you're saying yeah that would be yes also, absolutely yeah. it'd be hard I'll to try do to but think, whatever i don't think the video game would be as subversive as this movie that you're talking i would be about. it would be cool to see a, a game try to be that subversive uh it, it but yes it's difficult because people take a lot of stuff that happens in games at face value, which is what the problem with the movie, too. But, yeah, go ahead with the next super. Tyler team. Dory asks any whispers about what Ken Levine has been working on or if there's a chance we might see it at E3. I don't know. I don't I have no idea. He, I don't think he, I don't, I, it's funny how much I like Bioshock, but I also don't really care what Ken Levine is up to right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Either. I I, uh, I was always waiting for him to get done writing that uh, Logan's Run movie, and that never happened. So uh, who knows? Who knows what Ken's doing? Uh, Brett Bingham again. Thank you, Brett. Jeff and Mike, if Microsoft makes another publisher acquisition, excluding Sega and Konami, who do you think it would be? Any being announced at E3? I, you know me. I, I think there isn't going to be one, but well, I don't know. Unless it'll be smaller than I. There's so many possibilities there that's hard to tell. What about right. you, Jeff? Any any ideas? No, I, I, yeah, I just don't know who would be up for sale. And, and I, yeah, I get... Uh, you know, I, I mean, the other one would be Square Enix, right? You didn't say no Square Enix, but I think that uh, that one doesn't they're not for sale. I don't think uh, a lot of these companies are in really strong positions. Uh, I know Square Enix puts out some real stinkers like once every couple of years uh, and, and Avengers did hurt their bottom line uh, and their top line in terms of like actual just revenue. Um, but I still think most of these companies are out of the out of the reach of Microsoft for a variety of reasons, not just price tag. Um, and that doesn't leave a lot of options on the table. Like, I don't think Ubisoft doesn't want to sell. We know that. Um, and that would be, that would just be so massive. It would seem like it would be impossible. That would just seem, yeah. Th- like we're getting to the point where a lot of these bigger options seem almost too big at this point. Um, but yeah, that, I honestly, I'm sorry that I don't have a better answer, but I think that's really where it is right now, where it is, um, there just isn't a lot of companies out there that fit what Microsoft would would be able to do in terms of an acquisition. Uh, so the, the pickings are slim is the better way of putting it. Not this story asks me, Mike thoughts on tales release date and the bit of gameplay shown on IGN. So yeah, tales of Arise, a little bit more shown. Uh, it's release date was pushed back to September, but the good news is that it's getting like official PlayStation five and Xbox series X releases at that time. And yeah, I'm super excited for this. This is another one I'm really looking forward to. I, I like uh, I like the Tales games. I haven't played like you know all of them, but whenever I do play them, I think they're a lot of fun. And this game seems like it's getting a bit more excitement than the series has had in some time. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I I'm excited for Tales of Arise. Basement Radio Arcade Podcast just says PCMR Grub. What's PCMR? What am I? PC Master Race. Uh, <laughs> whenever I, I thought I, about I, PC. 
Guys, Whenever I, I talk am, about PC or anything like that. Brap is always on Twitter with PCMR. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I am bad with abbreviations, guys. Please have mercy on me. <laughs> uh, Chinook guy. Chances of E3 showcase the game becoming Jeff Keighley releasing anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. I, uh, who's the Devolver does like a game every every once in a while as like their E3 announcement. They're like uh, Devolver, the E3 showcase, the game. And they have like uh, weird mini games in there. And it's free to play or whatever. Um, it would be cool if more companies did stuff like that and, and like just made their E3 presentation into an interactive experience. That would be fun. Uh, Chinook guy. Seriously, this time likelihood of Forza expanding as a brand like Forza Kart or Forza Rec. They seem pretty comfortable with the kind of two sub-series that they have. Do you think there's room for a third one? Like a Forza Rec that was like Burnout 3 would be pretty cool, huh? But Yeah, I, I, I think there's a chance, but not like anytime too soon. Um, I think the problem with this is, is something we always talk about, opportunity costs. Uh, Forza Kart, like what is, what's the potential to like really get a huge return on that investment? Would you have to like, you would have to take resources away from something else to do that. Uh, I mean, they've but, done something maybe. like that with not like that, but, you know, with like the Lego or the micro machine or whatever or that Hot Wheels like expansions for some of the Forza stuff kind of scratches that itch anyways of a Forza yes. part. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and these games tend to they always do well for them. And yeah, I think you're right. They're comfortable with what they're doing. So uh, it's possible, but not anytime soon. Mantis, Toboggan, MD. Hey, Jeff slash Mike, can you guys say anything about the Splinter Cell IP? Um, so I feel like I talked about the Splinter Cell IP on the Game Mess show earlier this week. I think that's where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, thank you. And so I think with Splinter Cell, it is um, it's tough because Ubisoft wants to do it. They just don't know how. And when I say they don't know how, they don't know how to make it one of their open world, expansive games that have really high engagement that people play for a really long time. Uh, it is still a game that people are likely to pick up, play, put down, and sell used. And Ubisoft is not really in that business anymore, but they still really like the character. They know there's a lot of love for Splinter Cell. Um, and so I think that one of the uh, the hypotheses you hear is, well, maybe maybe they work with Microsoft on it. And I think that's a possibility. It, like, someone was suggesting it would be like, oh, maybe this is one of the um, Xbox global publishing deals. And I don't think that's what it is. Ubisoft would, would want to publish the game, but maybe work closely with Microsoft to make it a Game Pass release something like that um, in the way that Ubisoft worked with Nintendo on, on Mario plus Rabbids. That's where that could make some sense. And uh, especially if Ubisoft plus does end up or Ubisoft play plus, I can't remember what their thing is called. Their subscription service does end up getting incorporated in some way to uh, get Xbox game pass ultimate. Maybe you announce that at the same time and make a really big deal out of it. That could work. I could see that. Uh, but otherwise, Splinter Cell is just not in the great position uh, in terms of like what Ubisoft wants to be making. My dog <laughs> is. <laughs> My dog's barking in her sleep. <laughs> she's like, oh, well, that's, that's very sleep. cute. <laughs> I know. Don't worry, everyone. She's fine. She's supposed to be having <laughs> some kind of a terrible dream right now. I heard it's bad to actually wake him up during that. So we'll just let her go. Yep. <laughs> she, she is fine. Uh, last one here for now. Cardamos 1970. Jeff, you were correct about what I meant with the uh, lysergic acid diethylamide. I don't know how to say that. Yep. <laughs> hey, you you go you, you make sure you you be safe but go have a fun time all right it's a good time all right no just, drugs are bad you it's 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 fine you know just you go for a walk stay on the sidewalks and take care of yourself but have just, a fun time destroy all right? your body with coke zero like me <laughs> um okay well we got some questions from uh, from our discord from our patreon subscribers uh to patreon.com slash jeff grub they're in the secret channels including podcast producers where they send in these questions uh let's start with uh our our boy our boy nick turbo 
who last week greatly angered Mike Minotti by saying Mega Man games were never good. Yeah, I accidentally um, uh, banned him. <laughs> let, let, let's see what he says this week. Uh, if Halo Infinite flops, will it be the end of the Halo franchise or 343 Industries? Um, end is strong. It might be like a Battlefield Five style setback at at least. Yeah. I it's it's hard to imagine it flopping. For one thing, you have Game Pass to kind of protect against that a bit, right? That's one of the nice things about Game Pass. But if there was like it, whatever their expectations are, if it's on the low end of that, maybe there's a big shakeup at three four three, and there already kind of has been, right? So maybe there's even more of one. It's hard to it- tell. I mean, you you know, one thing you haven't noticed recently is, is the announcements of people leaving 3-4 Industries since that, like, last shakeup. Seems like they're a pretty solid position. People seem to be pretty happy with the game there. They're happy to talk about the game, like, proud of it. And that there's a lot of good signs. I, I'm, like, getting some optimism for that game. And I've never been a Halo guy. Never been. I've never, never been, been a thing. big Halo guy myself, either, to be fair. Uh, which, you know. Uh, I'm interested in this one, though. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, all right. from Another one from Nick Turbo. Um Let's okay. No, we got it. All right. Will Xbox increase the rate of releasing games into into FPS boost? I really like the program, but do not want the slow drip like Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, and he actually he asked this earlier this week, so I think this is before we got the EA uh, drop of like all the EA games getting FPS boost. Um, I I think they'll probably have to do something of a slow drip, but it does seem like they should increase the rate as well. I think if they do like one of these per month with like adding like six to seven to like 10 games into this. So that'd be great. But it's, I mean, they're going to run out of games pretty quickly because only so many can actually take advantage of this stuff, but yeah, it's cool that they've, that they just added a bunch more. Um, all right. We got one from Benji Bop. Uh, happy Friday, Jeff, unprioritized Wi-Fi grub and Mike, the Jeff enabler Minotti. Uh, let's see here. Okay. Well, it's nice to see Sony listening to consumer feedback, when do you think we see some permanent solutions to some of their problems? Uh, instead of not closing the PS3 slash Vita stores, where is Bat Compat? Instead of a 15-step guide on how to transfer your Avengers PS4 save, where is smart delivery style f- features? Instead of adding limited external hard drive support slash features, where is M.2? Uh, in, in, that's NVMe and stuff. Uh, and he says, have a good weekend, y'all. Um, so I have some thoughts about this, Mike, but I mean, do you want to start? Do you have like- No, a, a- I want to hear your thoughts, Jeff. Yeah, so uh, my thoughts are is that it's very, I think it's very difficult for Sony to want to prioritize any of these things. And that's because they are, if you are, if you bought the box, like if you bought the box to get to these points where these things are a problem for you, uh, you already spent the money to buy buy the the PlayStation 5. They already got your money. They already know you're in their ecosystem. And they know that while these things might frustrate you, like issues where with transferring your PS4 save for Avengers, they know that your that your response to that isn't going to be, well, now I'm going to go play on Xbox for the most part. It, it's just not enough to push people away. So they know they're annoying you and they are like, we have other, we have bigger fish to fry, a better, better places where we can be spending our time and resources. And if we get time to fix these things, which eventually by this summer, they're going to have like NVMe support for the PlayStation 5, like internally, so you can expand your storage. Um, but they know in the meantime that you're not like going to go run out and get an Xbox instead if you're someone who is dedicated to their ecosystem it's just not enough to push you away so for the most part they're just going to say too bad and live with it and uh that stuff starts to pile up but i am not like super hopeful that they are going to suddenly flip switch and be like we are anticipating problems before you even have them and we're getting rid of everything we're going to make you so happy about all this stuff they're going to focus on exclusives stuff that get you to buy the box in the first place and then these minor problems that pop up after you own it uh, that's just not going to be prioritized yeah, I agree with you. 
Um, so, oh, wait, hang on. Let me see who this is from. This is from Low Rule Legend. Have you heard of the new Donkey Kong Country rumors? And is there any truth to them? Same for 2D Metroid. So I, I heard the Donkey Kong Country rumors when I was on the Xbox era podcast. Uh, Special Ed uh, t- told me about them then. And uh, I, I have been able to confirm it myself. I think it makes some sense. Obviously, it's not retro doing it, though. And that's my thing. I don't know who would be making that game. Um, and the, the 2D Metroid, I think that's real as well. Uh, so like a new 2D Metroid game. Um, mostly just because Mercury Steam, is that the name of that developer? I think that what they you would... did, Samus Returns or Return... Yeah, Samus yeah. Returns, yeah. Samus Returns. I think they're probably... I think they, they probably just immediately started working on a Switch game. So uh, yeah, I expect that to, to, to be real as well. Um, all right, we got four more. Let's do this uh, other one from Benji Bop. Uh, I like his, he always gives us nicknames. Happy Friday, Jeff. Uh, three out of five grub. And Mike, best opinion on Ori Games, Minotti. Um, let's see, I got to expand it. Someone did the math that Cyberpunk only had $2.17 million in refunds. And unless that doesn't account for January onward, or my math is wrong, that would equate to 98,000 copies refunded. Is this just another example of the hardcore gamers being the vocal minority? Uh, kind of like Sword and Shield boycott. Uh, thanks as always. Have a great weekend. Yeah, we didn't really talk um, about this, but we did find out some sales numbers and stuff for CD Projekt Red games. And yeah, you know, most interesting thing here is yeah, not that many people refunded the game, and it, it's surprising. And, and it, maybe it shouldn't be like refunding is sometimes a hassle for people, and a lot of them just aren't going to bother yes. to do it. They, especially if there's some hope that oh, it's gonna get fixed anyways. I may as well just hold on to it. I don't want to have FOMO, and you know all that stuff so it it's surprising it makes it makes some sense though when you think about it yeah um, i think um ninety thousand cop ninety eight thousand copies were funded is still quite a lot i think um but obviously it's not like detrimental to the point where the company is falling apart or something like that uh but this did i think this came from michael flutter is someone who i i trust and uh, imagine that this is probably pretty accurate um yeah, 90,000 copies is still a lot, but most, like Mike says, most people aren't going to go through the effort. And so the, even the fact that they got that many is, is pretty surprising. Uh, but it, I think CD Projekt Red is going to be able to rebound. I know I know it's stock collapsed. I was going to put that story in there. I just couldn't, I didn't take the time to really track it down. Um, and I kind of wanted to wait and see because I know that when they meet, when you immediately report your earnings, a lot of times stock markets have knee-jerk reactions. And it's not very informative. Um, I, I want to see next week if that stock rebounds and then maybe we'll talk about it then. Um, Let's see. With the latest Apex te- Apex teases directly referencing Titanfall 2, a lot of people think a Titanfall 3 announcement is right around the corner. But EA said they are uh, committing to Apex Legends as their multiplayer shooter for the time being. And they also dedicated a studio to the game that is now, just now starting to put out big content updates. If a Titanfall 3 is closer than we think, wouldn't this just be another example of EA screwing over Respawn or and cannibalizing their game? And to be clear, I do want a Titanfall 3. Just want to see Apex breathe a little bit more. Thanks as always. Have a great weekend. There, Titanfall 3 is probably not closer than we think. I, it's probably... I, yeah, I'm, I'm still like, I don't even know if that's a thing, to be honest. I think that they're leveraging that brand a bit more in Apex Legends now because why not, right? Apex Legends has been around for a while. It's still popular, but you are at the point now where you are looking for things to do. And it, it takes place in the titanfall universe and it's never really leveraged that so leverage it a little bit at least i don't think it's yeah, start, start i don't think it, it and, means and, that titanfall 3 is in the, the way that right and the, and the way that um respawn makes games is they spend a lot of time um prototyping and coming up with with new ways to play 
And I bet they are doing a lot of that in with like a Titanfall universe in mind. And sometimes that stuff's just going to go into Apex Legends. And sometimes they probably they might set it aside and say, if we ever do a Titanfall 3, maybe we'll use it there. Uh, or maybe we'll just use this in another new game that we'll make down the line that has nothing to do with anything that we've made before. Um, but, but that's just what the prototyping phase is. And it might, might not be indicative of what's going to happen later on. And I, I don't think that they are close to a Titanfall 3 in any way. I just don't think that's the case. It was, um, but... no. Yep. All right. Two more. Uh, Knubel. Uh, hey guys, do you think there's a new South Park RPG in development at Ubisoft? And did you like the last two South Park games? Great show as always. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Knubel. Uh, I I enjoyed what I played with him. I never played through all of them. Uh, I beat both, both of them, them. either way. Like, how did you feel them. about them? I liked them. I think I liked the first one more. The uh, what was the first one? Stick of Truth. Fractured Butthole was was still pretty good though. I don't know if there is. Uh, I mean, Matt and Matt and Trey, the South Park guys, they had already kind of jump through some some poops I, I the second one got delayed a bunch of times right i think the first one even got delayed too a bunch of times so i don't know if they want to do do all of that again they had to switch publisher wasn't the first one supposed to be someone else before ubisoft THQ. Just, just THQ. THQ. It was that long ago it was that long ago right right so the toy headquarters mike yeah yeah so i don't know it seems like maybe we would have heard about it by now but it it's still if it doesn't happen in the next couple of years i'd say probably not uh, uh J- Jake Bogdanoff asks a lot of returnal discourse surrounds its $70 price tag, but you can clearly see the budget on screen with the cost of game development rising and the prices of games, not rising with inflation. How reasonable is it to expect prices to not go up? Um, basically like the, the returnal $70. People are talking about it a lot yeah. and, but you could, it looks expensive. I, so I, I've been playing it. I guess we could just real quick shift into what we've been playing since this is the last question. Um, uh, returnal does look like a $70 game. But it's also a roguelite, and I think that is going to be a mental block for some people. I we associate people, roguelites with these with indie games a lot of times, right? That don't yes. cost seventy dollars, right? And you, I think, and I think when you spend a lot of money on a game, you associate with a certain kind of experiment experience where you are making progress, you're getting the save points, you are uh, you get up to the boss door, and okay, I'm at the boss door, so there's a save point here, and when I die, I'm going to be right outside there because I'm not going to lose my progress. I paid a lot of money for this game. Uh, I think for some people, that is the thinking. I bet most people, if they give this game a shot and they are, are will like open to what it's trying to do, they're going to get over that really quick. And most people won't think about it. I, to me right now, playing it, it, it does feel like this is a house market game and it feels like they got a bigger budget and uh, it's worth $70 so far. So I still think it's going to be an issue for this game a little bit. I think it's going to be a thing that most people talk about. Um, it's not going to just be like, oh, the people talking about the previews or the people worried about buying it right now. Oh, they're just obsessing over this. And once it comes out, no one will ever talk about it. I think it'll still be an issue through the first couple of weeks. Uh, but I, I hope most people give it a chance uh, that want to, uh, because it's working for me so far. So I, I guess I, I, I'm uploading a video of me playing this. I, I streamed it on Twitch yesterday. Um, I'll, so I talk about it more there. And we are kind of getting to a point where we're going to run out of time here pretty soon. So I want to like, I don't want to like go over it too much here, but just I've, I'm enjoying it. It's it's good. It is uh, it does look like Prometheus and alien stuff. It is um, it does have like some Metroid vibes, uh, but really it is it is a roguelite. I just don't know how good it is. It has been about being like a, a, a very welcoming roguelite. I am having a hard time um, understanding what all of the upgrades are doing and how I should be valuing them and how I should be using them. And when I get like a cool build. I don't necessarily know how to like use it any different than normal. I I have my gun. Most of the time I'm just firing my gun 
And okay, now my dodge has electricity and does damage when I dodge, I guess. Um, but I'm not really incorporating that into my attacks. I'm not sure how well that works because like visually, it's still trying to be stylized. It's not trying to say, it's not trying to be like Hades where like you can clearly see how all the effects on your character um, affect the world and affect the enemies. Uh, and and it's, it's stylized in a way to suggest uh, legibility in what the game mechanics are doing. Here, it's like sty- it's trying to be stylized and like continuing continuing to look like Prometheus. And that makes it a little bit less legible for me. And I'm not, I'm just, as I get cool builds, I'm not really using these cool builds, builds in different ways. I am just shooting the enemies. And maybe that's a failure for me, but I think it might be um, this style of game and this these style of visuals, maybe not meshing perfectly. I still think I'll probably get over it as, as I play the game more. I haven't beat the first boss yet. I'm, I'm about to, I feel like. Um, but, but uh, you know, that's also what these games can be like sometimes. Early on, you have to learn you have to learn the way it works and you have to take that time to actually learn it. And what, uh, what I'm hating here I'm, is that I'm still notor- notorious PlayStation hater, Jeff Grubb oh, doesn't like the new PlayStation exclusive. Wow. Big I, surprise. I, like I hope it. that this gets clipped like and shared it. on Twitter like for me taking oh, you down. God. Oh my God. I'm so oh, embarrassed. I'm uncomfortable. Mike. Oh, yeah. you, he owned me. Everybody got owned again. <laughs> I'm exposing uh, you. Man, quit burying me, Mike. Oh man. Every week. Um, I I think that I am going to end up quite uh, liking this game. Uh, I can't review it yet. This is still the preview period. Um, but so far, I I, I want to keep playing it. I just want to keep playing it, and it's doing that enough to the point where all these other issues where I'm like, oh, I'm very used to Hades. I'm used to Dead Cells, and uh, it did take time to get to the point where I was used to those games. I imagine I'm going to get used to this one as well, and and really enjoy it. Uh, and it's not like I'm not enjoying it right now. Uh, I'm just like, I feel like a baby brain. I feel like someone who doesn't quite understand the game yet. And that's a little bit frustrating. Yeah. (laughs) But as I get through each run, I'm learning more each time. And so I'm I'm clearly progressing like as a player. And that's what the roguelites are all about. And it's still working for me. And I do want to keep playing it. And that's like the hardest part for these games to pull off. And this one's pulling it off. Sounds sounds great. Um, I mean, I I am interested in this. But yeah, the next roguelike after Hades was always going to maybe have a little bit of a problem yes comparing itself to uh, that game. Uh, and i'm gonna i think i'm gonna have to like kind of step back and try to look at it in a wider context and not just compare it to hades um but, then, but that's me for returnal like i said i'll have a video going up soon i'll talk more about it soon and when i review the game i'll have some like final thoughts where i can actually like explain everything about the game at that point um mike how about you what have you been playing well i i did get a review code for near replicant although i didn't i didn't get to like play as much of it as i liked i didn't beat it or anything even once those games have multiple endings but yeah i mean i am enjoying it so far i played uh near automata and liked it a lot or is it automata i can never tell but uh yeah it's it's definitely in that style if you liked that sort of uh that what's that guy's name now i'm blanking on it. yoko taro yoko taro he is actually great uh he is the best interview i've ever had in my life he was so <laughs> what's great is that he's he's i don't even want to say offbeat because that seems weird he's not he's not like an auteur right but he is there's something different about him it's not just because he wears the mask he's very <laughs> sincere uh which is great he's self-deprecating it was funny because uh Final Fantasy 14 added a new uh raid that's based off of near it's the third and final one of those that they did and i was playing through it and i was like trying to remind myself about something about 2b so i went on the wikipedia for 2b and I was reading it like her story and it included stuff from my interview with him. I was like, Oh, that's weird. That's me on Wikipedia. That's always fun. Oh, 
Yes, but it was about specifically, I asked him, like, oh, do you feel pressured to add 2B into your next game? And he was like, oh, maybe. Maybe I'll just have her be a bug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, I oh, mean, it's... Guitar. That's, that, he is... I, I like all the interviews with him, too. It, it, he does seem very inter- interesting. Uh, but, but this game, I, I didn't like uh, your Automata. You and won't I know like I'm a bad this. person for that, and I won't you like won't this. Like okay. This. So it, it's, it, but it, it is, it is, it is still more of that. that. It is still okay. that, and a lot of the a lot of the interest of it comes like in the the beginning your parts of the game are almost at least interesting because that's when it's basically just an action rpg and the games get fun when they get real again subversive and weird with the multiple endings and and they kind of go to unexpected places with the story and they always get darker than you're expecting so that's when these games get fun and i'm sure i'm going to have a better time once i get closer to that part um, but I've also been playing MLB The Show 21 on Xbox, which it sure is weird opening up that game and seeing like Sony presents and all that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think the last time I felt like that was when I played Sonic Advance on the Game Boy Advance, right? Because that was the first time Sonic was on a Nintendo system. So that was weird. But yeah, I like the series. I don't play it every year because, you know, it's annual sports franchise but this really is the only one of those that i do play and every time it's it's fun it's great i like baseball this is by far the best uh baseball game still so i i like i like super mega baseball you ever played those no no i've not it's it's not fully licensed so it's not going to do it for you if you if you like want to play as the indians or whatever um but uh it's it, it's good but i i i haven't i have it installed and i'm gonna boot it up and give it a try um i'm excited to, to at least get, get in there and give it a shot but like yeah it's just uh, the idea of a PlayStation Studios logo on Xbox is the most bizarre the, thing. The onboarding is really nice on this one. because there, There's so many options in the game and it does a good job of like, like, how, how do you want batting to work? And here are like the four ways it can. You can try each one out immediately and see which one you like. So it's it's good to do those. It's good to play that first exhibition game. So you kind of have a feeling for it. And I like Road to the Show where you just pit, make, make it your player. Oh, that's right. My play I made. So... <laughs> When you make a player, there's all the presets for, like, the names, right? And you can name them anything, but the announcer only has so many options. And Minotti is not one of them. But Grub is. So my picture... Oh, no. What have you, you done? Yeah, it's you. You're. I, I'm playing as Jeff Grub. I would share oh it, but it's not an incredible likeness because I'm not patient enough to try. But he has a lot of hair, <laughs> so he's got that going for him. That's- that's all that matters. As long as you get that, everything else will fall into place. Uh, so wait, so when you when you come at the bat, they say now batting Jeff Grubb? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's hilarious. I gave him the only number I could think to give him was eight because he never shut up about uh, Star Wars Episode eight. So <laughs> no, that, that's the that's the number I would have chosen. And the reason why. So perfect. <laughs> so very um, good. Then. But yeah, uh, OK, yeah, that's. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just I want to see it now. I know you said it's not like this, but I, think, I feel like I deserve to see it. I feel like, I think I took a picture of a home run at some point or a video of it. I'll, I'll I'll share it at some point here, so you can see yourself I, running the turbo in chat. Is laughing, saying he must have the worst stats. How dare you? <laughs> well, you're so they they start you off on road of the show as like a two. What's it called? Two position player where you're batting and pitching, which isn't very realistic. Right. And I pretty quickly was like, I just want to be a pitcher. That's what I think is fun. So you're a starting pitcher right now for the White Sox's development league. Uh, All right. Double A. Yeah. The Barons. So hopefully Barons. you have a, a, a long, healthy career in the majors ahead of you. I'm, you know what? I'm I, just saying that makes me want to go get a Barons jersey with grub on it. So. <laughs> Number eight. I, mean, I might look into that. Yeah, I might look into that. Oh, That'd be my cool. God. Oh, uh, um, 
Anything else, Mike? Just that uh, Chivalry 2. I, I gave away those codes for the beta this weekend. I did a preview event for it. It is very fun. I completely missed out on the first Chivalry game. And this is basically like the team deathmatchy first-person shooter, but instead of shooter, it's medieval weapons. Right. It's great. It's a lot of fun. It has a mode that reminds me of that kind of what galactic assault mode from from the Battlefront 2, the Star Wars game, where like the one team's on offense, the other team's on defense, and there's all these kind of like different objectives and phases. Like at first, the uh the offense is pushing these like siege towers to the castle walls, and the other people are trying to stop them. And by the end, you're trying to kill the the lord of the castle who is controlled by some random player. So it's, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. And I'm going to be playing it more this weekend during this closed beta. I'm I'm going to install it because you gave me a code as well. So I'm going to install it and I'll try to play are, it this weekend. Are you going to actually uh, play a video I game like with Chivalry me? One. I, that's what I'm saying. I think I might try to play a video game with you. So if I get wow. on, I know. <laughs> uh, so if I get on, I'll let you know. Uh, uh, but the thing about Chivalry that I always remember is there was a video of people falling down in, in chivalry and people would get stuck in the falling animation. And when they would fall, they would scream and they go, ah, and so they would just do that nonstop. And there was a, like a super cut of it. And uh, my wife would watch these and just crack up. It was the funniest thing in the world to her. She just thought it was hilarious. These men just screaming as they were falling and like flailing over like, like five feet over the ground or something like that. It was, um, yeah, it's pretty good stuff. I hope they kept that in this game for sure. Well, um, there's definitely there's definitely a silly tone to it, which is it's kind of Monty right. Python esque. Um, all right, I, but that's that's going to do it for us. I know I, I feel like we've like tried, tried to shrink down the what we've been playing segment because we've got so much else happening. Eh, I think it's what people but, are least interested in. I'll be honest. If you if yeah. you think differently than that, let us know. But I'm not I'm, I'm not going to talk to you. 30 minutes about the controls of chivalry or anything. Right. Exactly. Yes. And I think if we were going to like do something like that, we might as well just do it while we're playing the game. Right. We did get one more super chat since, uh, the section. So let it, let me have it. So RDX, I'm a fed. Hi RDX. Uh, now that PlayStation two games and Zelda twilight princess can be played on Xbox. How long before we get PlayStation three on series X? We know Sony's answer to game pass is, uh, paying for contracts to keep games off game pass. I have multiple things to unpack here. Can you play Twilight Princess on Xbox? So it, it, it's that um, that backwards, not backwards, but it's that if you pay the like money, Gleam? the developer mode, if you if you pay the money to turn your Xbox into the developer mode, you can install your own software. That means you can install emulators and the emulators run really well on Xbox Series X or S. And uh, the, I think Dolphin is up and running on uh, on the, the, the thing. So you could run like a GameCube and, and uh, Wii games. And Twilight Princess is running, so yeah, I, you could you could totally play Twilight Princess on an Xbox right now. I wonder, I wonder like what PS3 emulation would be like. I think P, the thing with PS3 is that uh, that emulation is very good on PC and it's not as good on other platforms. So uh, I guess uh, it, maybe it's pretty easy to, to uh, port that to an Xbox, but I, I I bet it probably hasn't happened quite yet. But it it, would, it, it is going to be funny when. It, when and if that happens, and then people show them playing Metal Gear Solid 4 on an Xbox and it doesn't work on PlayStation 5. Yes, that will be funny. Well, all right. I think that's it. <laughs> I am uh, I'm ready to get out of here, Mike. How about you? Yeah, I've got to go get my second uh, Moderna shot. Moderna mommies, let's go. Filthy Moderna mommy. Uh, Pfizer fuckboy here saying, go to hell, you Moderna mommies. <laughs> Man, it's got real vulnerable. All right, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I was. It's either the show. No one's. 
No one's listening play, anymore. I was playing Among Us with 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 some friends. Uh, and they're all they're almost all girls my age, and I said something about Moderna mommies. I was trying to explain to them how mommy as a word has become a sex thing now. And then I was trying to talk to them about Resident Evil 8. They were very confused. Yeah, I'm sure they were, Mike. I'm sure that was a I, I'm sure that was a very non-awkward conversation that went well. well I thought it was person. great. I'm going to okay, explain wait. to them about how we made jokes about dry and wetness on, on this week's show. They'll like that, too. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, <laughs> Calero. No, I'm not going to say that. Um, OK, let's. <laughs> Mike, where can you find people? Where can, no, where can people find you where on the I internet? I find people. I know where to find them. I know where to find them. I know where to find All right, let's let's get that out of here. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tokoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O. Check out 90s Disney, my 90s Disney podcast on 90sdisney.com. Uh, I'm Jeff Grubb on Twitter. I am... Jeff Grubb on Twitch, where uh, on Tuesdays I have begun streaming my Game Mess show live on Tuesday mornings. I'm going to keep up that that schedule. And then, I'll, like I said, uh, uh, other times I will float like a second show during the week where if big news happens, I'll do a second show. I haven't had to do that yet, but it's only been two weeks. Um, my other my other podcast, How Games Make Money, I had to, I did an interview with the CEO of Rainway, Andrew Sampson. We talked about you know streaming games like Xbox onto iOS devices and other stuff involved in that tech. Uh Andrew Simpson is like 26 or 27 years old. He's a baby. He's running, running this company, working with Microsoft. Microsoft came to him and said, hey, help us do this. So very frustrated by that, feeling very old. Uh, but it's a good conversation. Check that out. And then, um, uh, oh, yes, the Discord. Join the Discord. Uh, the link's in the description. Come hang out with us. We're like People are always going off in there, talking on. It's like Even when I'm busy, the conversations are just always happening. It's always fun to just dip in there see what people are talking about uh we were talking about invincible this week in the uh in the movies and tv chat and stuff like that i'm gonna go watch falcon the winter soldier and go tell people my thought my thoughts about that when i'm done but yeah come join us in the discord come hang out it's it's a good time um all right mike let's get out of here you go get your shot you go get fully vaxxed uh and everyone then we'll all get vaxxed and waxed and go have a hot boy summer does that sound good let's make it wet let's okay that's i'm ending this show now everybody Get the hell out of here. We'll see you next week. Until then, have a good one. Take care of yourself and goodbye. Bye. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.